everyone. It's Javier Romero here in Lee Galano, and welcome back to the Golden Gold Podcast. It is September 9th. Um, it's a Monday, and we're back at it again. So uh, not much has been going on over the weekend, just a little bit of international uh, international friendlies going on. As we know, we do not like uh, when it's international friendly weekend or week. It's been a boring been a boring one besides that uh, USA Mexico game which I'm still in, drowning my sorrows in uh, but yeah not a lot not a lot to talk about for this episode but uh, we will make most of it about the recap of USA USA's donging from Mexico um, on Friday night that we previewed in our last episode and then we'll do some golden goals and we'll dig into the mailbag a little bit at the end and i'll call it a day yeah and then hopefully next week we'll be back at it with the premier league and all the other leagues going on around the world so it should be a lot more exciting when it comes to what do you use yeah fuck international break man i hate <laughs> when they do it so early in the season too yeah i know you just you get a little taste get a little taste all the all the leagues starting up and then they just shut you I down know. for a week the worst part is though is when your your players get injured and they come back to the league all injured all banged up yeah, <laughs> and, and then get, you're screwed they get injured with their fucking national teams yeah so yeah i mean we're not uh we're not big fans of it but you know obviously you don't hate on it you know it's fun to watch your your countries play but it is a thorn on our sides when it comes to entertainment but uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get into it then, right? USA versus Mexico. Um, Viva la Mexico! <laughs> yeah, not not a pretty result for the United States. Ton of controversy controversy with how how they played, uh, how the game was coached in terms of tactics and style of play and all that stuff. Um, so I wanted to ask you, I know. You lean more towards Mexico, but so you were able to tell that the United States were actually trying to play out of the back, right? Yeah, no, I um, th- I, you can see their intentions. They want they want to play out of the back. Um, they weren't very successful at it, but it's um, I mean, I you know, you you got to respect the way that the USA wants to play. They just want to play kickball anymore, right? But I mean, it's gonna take some time, especially. You know, when you got a lot of players that are coming from the MLS, especially not nothing against the MLS, is just, you know, you really do want as many of your players playing in the top leagues in the world, obviously, right? Yeah. So you can really tell the quality is a little bit off. And as well, I, I mean, I, I think a lot of USA fans would, would agree with me on this is, you know, um, and not that I hate them as people, but like Zardis and Trap, I don't think they should be playing for the u.s no, and they, i mean if anything maybe at the bench but even i don't know i don't even know if you know even people even want them on the bench um and again that's not a disrespect to them i mean they're, again they're probably good people right um and they do well for their respective league in the mls but when it comes to international games when you're playing against you know the best in the world um i just don't think they cut it man i just i, I really don't think they cut it and i burhalter seems like he has like a group of favorites, especially because he came from Columbus. And Zardis and Trap still play at Columbus, right? Yep. They still play at Columbus, so they were coached by Burhalter. Um, so I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, res- I, I respect the fact that they try to play out of the back, but you can tell, you know, they got a lot of work to do. Still, I don't know what else you have to say on that. I have quite a bit to say. Yeah, I know, you, I know you. Yeah, I know you do. I, I'll let you. I'll let you go off a little bit. So, you, you let me go on my man. You rant, so I'll let you go on the USA <laughs> rant. So. 
I will I will lead with this. I did say last episode, you know, I want to co- I want to see the United States come out and try to play. And they did. And I have no problem with that. But now it but now it's obviously evident that you know, obviously it's not going to happen overnight. Like if that's the way he wants to play and he wants to play out of the back, it's going to take a while to really establish that playing style. I don't know if against Mexico was the best opponent to start trying to instill that style of play against. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that he is trying to implement a style because, you know, before they had him and they went a year and a half without a coach, basically, they didn't have a style of play. The, Dave Sarakin, who was the interim coach, was just kind of putting guys out there and say, okay, like go do your best, basically. There wasn't really a style of play at all. So it's nice that he's trying to implement a structure and a system and all that, but I don't know if we have the players to do that. I mean, you saw, I mean, they were trying to play like Pep Guardiola's Manchester <laughs> City man at times. They yeah. were There were times where Zach Steffen, the goalie, was pinned in his own six trying to distribute. Well, that, and they don't have the players yeah. to play like that against the high press that Mexico was playing them against. No, they don't. And you, I mean, that second goal that Mexico scored was because uh, Stefan gave up the ball right, right to Mexico. Right, direct error, yeah. And uh, I mean, I get what he was trying to do, but you got to pick and choose when you're trying to pass out the back. I mean, during with that high press, I mean, as a keeper, you see that pressure. You got to kick the shit out of that, out, out of the, yeah, you know, out, out of um, out of your own half. Um, so. That second goal was all USA's fault, and I guess going in more on the the goals for the first one, especially. I mean, I mean, that's. I mean, I still think he's a good player. I mean, that was his first game, and it's against a rival team, so you know yeah. that's a lot. That's a lot of expectations coming from a kid who was what eighteen years old, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he got. I mean, he got done by 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 Corona. I mean, we're not gonna. You know, we won't. We, <laughs> we won't sugarcoat say, it. We did say Tecatito was a damn good. Yeah, he, yeah, we did, and, and he, he, showed he showed it. There. <laughs> he showed it there. He took on, uh, he took on Des, uh, you know, Meg the shit out of him, and then took it in, and then Chicharito was there to put in the header. And I was watching the replay on this goal. It was a, it was a nice header. I mean, you know, with Chich, she's always going to be at the right place. You know, they get those right. goals. But what I saw was, um, I think this was tra- I think this was trap. Also, he kind of let Chicharito in to the goal and. He was wide open. I mean, he was wide open on that. It didn't first seem goal. like it was communicated you know, that, like, "Hey, guy on your shoulder," yeah. you know, sort of deal. Yeah, it was not. And I, I, I understand, like, Cheech, that's his like bread and butter. Like, he's good at that. But there's gotta be you gotta have a better communication when it comes to that you cannot let a player like him be by himself in the box because that's that's how he gets his goals, right? He's just in the box, waiting for you know, moving around without you noticing, moving around behind the defender's back. And he's at a fine space and put in an easy goal like like that, right? With his yeah. head to tap in. And uh, that lack of communication is something that the U.S. needs to keep working on. But I saw Trap also. I mean, I don't. I, obviously you can't really hear him, but I don't know if he didn't say anything. But he was able to see Chicharito just run into the box. Yeah. That's when you got to be like, hey, someone pick him up. He's going in there. So that's what yeah. I noticed on the first That's Des, what I noticed on yeah, the first Yeah, Des goal. definitely wasn't the only one to blame on that goal. No, no, he wasn't, um, no, he, no. He looks the worst. Yeah. But <laughs> no, yeah. Um, but here's... Here's my biggest gripes with the result and the way the game was played. I'm going to take it back about a year. So we didn't qualify for the World Cup. Bruce Arena was let go. 
Yep. And then we waited a year and a half to appoint Greg Berhalter, <laughs> who's sitting in our backyard in M- as an MLS coach. He's not some foreign coach who's, you know, leading a high-class, high-quality team overseas somewhere, you know. He's in our own backyard. Why did it take us over a year to appoint someone who's right there, right under our nose? Because let's say they did the logical thing, and let's just say that Greg Berhalter was their choice from way back. Why do we not appoint him earlier rather than later? Because then what he's doing last night, he could have done this a year ago. Against a Mexico or another, because they were playing good teams even a year ago in friendlies. Yeah, yeah. He could have been doing this a year ago, before the Gold Cup even, and maybe they're doing. Maybe they win the Gold Cup if he has that opportunity, or if it's not Greg Berhalter, why don't we assign another coach before the Gold Cup, (laughs) way in advance, so that he can instill a fucking system, and now. We go into the Gold Cup really without a system because we see just now he's trying to implement this pass out of the back sort of deal. And then the Gold Cup as well, we kind of had that mix of youth and veteran, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and yeah. You still had, like, the Michael Bradleys yeah, yeah. and those guys in there. And then he, he, there were some still some young faces. And now this uh, international window, he finally he didn't take Bradley. He didn't take Josie. And he left all those guys at home, and we saw a lot of young faces that fans have been wanting to see. Correct. Uh And now, I don't want to say it's too late, but this could have been done a year ago. But U.S. soccer took way too damn long to appoint a coach to where he didn't have that opportunity. So whereas I don't know if Berhalter is the guy for the job yet, I got to defend him a little bit because... He was appointed not at the best time. He could have been appointed a year earlier and been given more time to implement a proper system. And you're right. He does have favorites with Zardes and Trap, and I hope to God that this was the last straw because it's been evident every single occasion that they've been called in. Yeah. So that's my gripe you know, past tense, you know, with U.S. soccer starting from the top, basically. Mm-hmm. So it's not all on him. Part of this is U.S. soccer. Yeah, also, yeah. second gripe, was it really the best decision given the fragi- the fragileness of this fan base given that we just missed a World Cup, we just lost in the Gold Cup final to our biggest rival in Mexico? Was it the best decision to play Mexico again three months later? Out of all the good teams and international club or teams in the world mm-hmm. that we could have played, I know part of it, you know, it's all money at the end of the day yeah, to yeah. some extent. But was it really the best decision to play Mexico again three months later? It, to me, it's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I think it just, I, I think they got a lot of money and they know if, you know whether they play in New Jersey or anywhere, almost in the U.S. They know all the the Mexican crowds that have come in and fill mm-hmm. up the stadium. So, um, the the U.S. Soccer Federation is just trying to get that bread at the end of the day, also, which um, questionable. It's questionable. Yeah. Um, I don't like that either, though. I, I don't know why. You know, we were talking about this 
about this earlier or not earlier, but you know, a couple of days ago, how, you know, with a Mexico versus USA rivalry, that's not something you want every two months, you know, it needs to be exclusive. It needs to be man. exclusive. It needs to be something you look forward to. It just, it, you know, I, I feel like we, it's been happening a lot, you know, like I feel like every three months, you know, we're seeing a Mexico. I think USA. we've played Mexico. We've played each other three times in the last year and a half. So yeah, yeah like a year and a half yeah. has gone by. We played each other three times. Yeah. I so, feel like. so, uh, you know, it kind of takes away from that, spe- that special moment, you know, as a soccer fan. And like I said, I mean, like we said too, I guess I lean a little bit more in Mexico just because my whole entire family is from Mexico. But I also, and I mean, I want the U.S. to do well also. I mean, I don't have like a, you know, I don't want the USA to do bad either. So I look forward to both of these teams playing because um, the U.S. is going through a uh, rebuild right now. Mexico, I guess, is the better um, is the better team as of right now, but it's you know I, I like the competition between both teams, right? It's it's something you look forward to because yeah. you know it's gonna be competitive. You know it's about to be a really good game. It's not gonna be just an, a walk in the park for both teams, you know. Um, but it was a little disappointing to see that because I know the U.S. is going through like a rebuild right now. Why do you want to play your rival team again two months later? Right? That doesn't make sense to me. What also doesn't make sense to me is I'm going to go back on what you were saying about the U.S. Soccer Federation and the way they appoint their coaches. I don't understand why they don't bring in a European coach. I I, 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 I get like I guess I can understand is like keep it within the country type mentality. But you yeah. know what, man? They didn't didn't work with Bruce Arena, missed the World Cup. Right. You think uh, you? I mean, do we really think that? Uh, Burhalter is the man for the job to do this. Like, I mean, I know he's trying to implement the style, and we respect that. But is he? Does he have the capacity to lift this team up and get them to play a certain way? Is what I'm trying to say. And I, I guess know. I guess we'll have to see, right? We'll have to see. I, I honestly don't know yet, and I think I think we won't truly know until World Cup qualifying comes around again. Unfortunately. But, you know, going back to the why are we playing Mexico three months after we lose to them in the Gold Cup final, and whereas I can see, I can understand that it's, at the end of the day, part of it is a money is a money grab. You, they know they're going to sell out the place because yeah, yeah. there's going to be a ton of Mexican fans that come out. At the same time, you have to think of it from your own current fan base's state of mind right now. You missed the World Cup. You lost in the final of the Gold Cup. Your attendance has been down for two years. Why? And I'm not saying go and play freaking Belize in a freaking yeah, yeah, friendly yeah. or anything like that. I'm still saying play someone that's a challenge for you. But if you know the fragility of the fan base, they want to see you win some games. And if they honestly thought that at this point in the transition of transitioning older players out and younger players in, that they were going to go out there and beat Mexico, they're very naive and very ignorant to think that. And now you turn around and I've I've heard the attendance for tickets sold for tomorrow's game against Uruguay is like a touch over Mm 17,000. So it's like, if you keep losing games, you're going to keep getting less fans. And people are not going to want to come out and watch the national team. 
And I don't that another that's another reason why I don't think Mexico was the best opponent to play three months later after the Gold Cup. Because we hate losing to Mexico. Fans hate seeing us lose to Mexico. That's if true, we yeah. lose to Uruguay, it's like okay. and they put but they put out a good performance, then it's like okay. Like they yeah, were still yeah. it, it's not a, there's not a bad taste left in your mouth. But now you lose to Mexico three nothing. Yeah. It's, and now, and now you're. It's not a good look. It, it's an even worse look on you. And it was, uh, it, I don't know if you saw what uh, Burhalter said after the game. He said, "I, I think that was just kind of delusional of him, honestly." When I was looking at this, but he was saying how he was happier with the performance. Oh, I saw. This yeah. friendly delusional. And um, I guess I could see what he was trying to say to the point of like that's he just was, PR. Yeah, it's PR. Like I. I think as a coach, he needs to say that. And I guess from his point of view, I can see like, okay, we're trying to play a system. But you're, he was right where the, the score didn't reflect the, the outcome. It should have been a lot more freaking goals against the U.S., to be yeah. honest with you. It should, it should have been 5 nothing. It should have been like 5, five 6 nothing. honestly. It should five have been 1. Five, Sergeant should have yeah, been Yeah, yeah, Sergeant, yeah, he made his PK. So, yeah, it should have been a lot more goals against the USA. Um, so I, I, I just don't understand their reasoning behind this. Like, if you're gonna schedule another game with Mexico, you gotta be damn sure that your team's ready to put in a good, good performance right. against the U and like against the uh, Mexico. You know, not a performance where, to be honest, you're gonna you're getting shat on the, for most of the game. Yeah. For most, and I agree. I mean, they need. I, they, I don't know why they don't branch out and start playing like a Uruguay, Colombia's. Like I don't know why they don't play other yeah. oppositions that are honestly. Maybe even sometimes a little bit stronger than Mexico's team, right? Because I, I think like Colombia's or Uruguay's, they're those good teams. Good, yeah, they have really world class players. On their good days, they can beat Mexico. Maybe Mexico can beat them. But I, I, when it comes to on paper, they got a lot more players that are playing in better leagues than Mex, uh, yeah. the Mexican players. So you still get a hell of a fucking test against right. those teams. So as you can tell, though, that it's coming down. They know they're gonna sell out. All these tickets, because the you know the majority of Mexicans go to these games, so it's greedy. It's fucking it's greedy, not, and it's not how it should be. It's not how it should be, and it kind of just reflects how poorly the men's side of things must be doing if they're gonna just go out. Yeah. Because this friendly was announced like a week after the Gold Cup. Like oh, really? that does yeah, yeah that decision was made like super fast, <laughs> yeah. and. To me, that just shows that they're hurting financially with this team struggling the way they are, and they needed this was like an all a completely financial decision on yeah. them. And that's and wrong, because I mean we've already said it. You're gonna have to win and put in some promising performances to start. It's gonna take a little bit to win this the fan base back, and World Cup qualifying will help if you do well, but. I can't I can't enforce it enough that the decision for a head coach should have been made way earlier so that he could have been basically a step ahead of things and now he's kind of playing catch up to be honest. Yeah. And Christian Polistic said after the game and this is this is relevant to playing Mexico as well with a bunch of new players, younger mm-hmm. players. He felt that a lot of the, a lot of the guys are still scared of playing Mexico, and that's got to fucking change, man. Yeah. And if he's able to bring in those new guys earlier, 
and get them more accustomed to what it's like to play for the fucking national team. Yeah. Maybe they don't go in so intimidated against Mexico. Yeah, yeah. In both of the the, the Gold Cup final, and then yes, uh, Friday's game, and with the whole system that he's trying to play, I I do respect it. I I'm not saying they should play kickball, mm-hmm. but. Let's also look back to the Gold Cup final. If Josie Altador finishes that that easy opportunity, it's a different game. It's true. And they weren't playing out of the back then. Every every chance they got, no, there's yeah, yeah. a little bit of kickball involved. Yeah. But you know, Mexico a- high presses, and if you don't have the players to beat high presses, then you have to adapt a little bit. You, have to you play can't to try strength. to play out of the yeah. back for the full ninety minutes. No, it's no. just not going to work. No, and you saw with the second goal too how they kind of just. They um they cornered the U.S. Um, so yeah, it, it's. It, I mean, I mean, yeah. I don't want to. I'm I'm not gonna say now that Burhalter out or anything like that. I I really want to see how they do in qualifiers. But you're right, morale's low right now for uh, USA men's fans, um, yes. especially. And uh, not to get into the subject of who you know who's better or anything, but the women's have been doing really well, right? The women's have been doing really, really well. Yeah. Um. Again, not trying to get into the subject of pay, equal pay or anything like that. I'm just saying when it comes to a USA fan, men and women's, you see the women's are being really successful. Of course, the women's international scene is just developing, but they're winning, right? They're winning. Americans want to win. Americans want to win. And, you know, that mentality is fair because we live in a country that has the resources to grow talent here. We're a big country, right? Uh, it's just, I think, you know, it's been getting, obviously it's been getting better, but there just needs to be more emphasis on academy teams. You know, this whole entire, you know, we can get in for hours on this, but I mean, I'm just going to touch the surface of this. College soccer, for example, college soccer, doo-doo. It's a joke. Doo-doo. It's, it is doo-doo. And it is coming from two guys who played college soccer. Right. It is absolutely fucking shite. I mean, it, uh, honestly, it really is. And I'm, whoever I offended, I apologize. But you compare, you compare this to what's going on in Mexico or even like in Europe. They have academy teams where they grow these players since they're nine, you know, eight, right. nine, even younger, eight, nine years old. There is no such thing as college soccer over there, okay? There is no such thing as that. This is so. There needs to be a lot of changes going on, and again, this is just like scratching the surface yeah. of the issues that are going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. But like we said, Americans want to win, right? And I, the federation really needs to start looking itself in the mirror and telling, holding itself accountable, and saying, "What do we need to do to become?" Uh, a, a contender. I mean, not to say we want to win the World Cup, but how, what, what can we do to even get to the, you know, to the uh, knockout stages? You know, to the round of 16s, to the quarterfinals, semifinal. I mean, the country's big enough. The resources is there. You're just gonna set out a strategy and a plan on how we want to do how we want to do that, like a blueprint. Yeah. And so, that starts at the top. And that starts at the top. That has nothing to do with the coaching at all. That's right. just you know a small speck in the grand scheme of things. You know, there's. There are a handful of really good academies in in the United States that have been successful in terms of the amount of players that go from their academy into their pro teams and eventually go overseas. I'll use the Red Bulls, for example, mm-hmm. as well as FC Dallas. 
and LAFC's academy is supposedly getting really good. They're still in the early stages, and yeah. same with the Seattle Sounders. Yeah. Having said that... We need to see more of that, though. We need to see more of it. And, like, for example, FC Dallas had three players that all came through their academy that were with the national team last night. None of them played in college. They all went, like you said, like they do abroad. From a young age, they played for FC Dallas Mm -hmm. from, like, nine years old. Yeah. They were eased into the first team the proper way. Mm -hmm. And now all three of them are starters. Paxton Pomacall, who ne- didn't even play on Friday when they needed an attacking attacking piece on the field. Yeah. He didn't even play, super disappointed mm-hmm. with. Reggie Cannon, who didn't have his best game at right back. Um, I, 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 at the end of the day, I do think DeAndre Yedlin uh, is a better right back than him. But I do see him as part of the picture going forward. Mm-hmm. And Jesse Gonzalez, who's one of the goalkeepers that was on the roster. And then the Red Bulls, Tyler Adams, started at a young age. Aaron Long, same way, who played on yeah. Friday. Uh, played with New York Red Bulls, too, for a couple seasons, and then became both starters for the Red Bulls. And Tyler Adams plays for Leipzig now. And Aaron Long actually had opportunities, uh, pe- uh, Premier League teams bidding for yeah. him this summer. West Ham, I think, okay. was one of yeah. them. Um, but it didn't work out. But we need to have more of that. We need to have more, like, Christian Pulisic stories. Right. We need to have more of that. I mean, and, like, these other kids, too, that are playing in Europe now. Your Weston McKinney's, like, your Josh Sargent's, right. like, all these guys. And Weston McKinney was a Dallas guy, too, but he didn't get he didn't get to the first team because he was swapped up real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I will say we do have, like, even in the under-23s, under-20s, under-17s, we have a lot of good talent coming through. Yeah, yeah. So I don't necessarily think – it's the grassroots that is the problem. Mm-hmm. It's, like we said, the higher-ups, selection process, and all that stuff. Like, why are we still looking at Jayasi's artist? Why are we still looking at a Will Trap when we have the talent to look elsewhere yeah. to give someone else a shot? Especially in a time like this where we've already well, we missed a World Cup. Yeah, yeah. And times are, are not the greatest. Nope. And... What was I going to say? <laughs> um, <laughs> Too much passion, you're just forgetting. Yeah, I just got so much so much to think <laughs> about. <laughs> um, shit. You got anything to say while I think of it? Yeah, I yeah, say. yeah. I got, <laughs> I got something to say. Um, yeah, I mean, I was just going to go back. I mean, I agree with you. We have these academy teams. We do have a good talent pool. Um, it's just, I don't know. Like, we still put a lot of emphasis as well, like, I mean, I'm going back to the college side. We just put a lot of emphasis on this still. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. f- you're on, like, you play on these academy teams, and it's essentially they're trying, I mean, some of them now are, like, tying you to, like, the to the, um, to the the first team. I mean, you, you see that with, like, Dallas. I mean, the academy yeah. on Dallas, they feed them into, the, into the, uh, the professional team. But you still see a lot of these academy teams trying to get these kids into college soccer, like, you know, college soccer. That is should, that shit should not be... The priority is no. a soccer player. If you're on an academy team, and the kid has, and, and the kid, all the kids that you see that have potential, potential you do not, you do not, you tell you them discourage college. You discourage it. You sit them down. And you're like, yo, dude, like you're better than that shit. Like I, honestly, and like again, like I do not want to like shit on anyone. I played college soccer. You played college soccer. I'm not trying to like poop on anyone's parade or anything like that. That yeah. played, but you know what? 
play, you put a college soccer team against an academy team in Europe, they're going to get their fucking asses beat by a lot. You play, you put in, I don't know, what's a top, what's a top college D1 soccer team right now? North you, Carolina. North Carolina. You play them against uh, Man City's U, U18 team, they're going to get, or, or, uh, or the, uh, Barcelona's like U U twelve team. I mean, they're gonna get their fucking cheeks clapped. Okay, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm a little bit of a little bit, of a, but but you know what I'm saying though. You put them against their academy yeah. teams at the same age, no, they're gonna you. get they're gonna get bent over, and it, it's just like, I I mean, I've had my I had my own like I don't know. This is a lot of like built up anger towards like the system here that I've had. You know, it's just it, it's not it's not the right it's not the right path that we should take. Um, and you and you see now a lot like. A lot of the times now, it's you know you're starting to see, and you don't see it as much anymore. But you're starting to see a lot of clubs. It's like a pay to play, like you know, type thing. Like you know, yeah. you it should not. Academy teams in this country, and I've we've seen it, we've seen them. Like I think the fire now do this also. They should provide the kids with the stuff they need. The kids should. Yeah, you don't have to pay for anything. The kids, for the yeah. The, I don't think any of the. No. MLS okay. Care. Good. Okay. Good. So you just but you you know it, it, there was at one point. It was like pay to play, and yeah. and it's you know what no like if you're if you're shit like you're not good enough to play on this you're not allowed to play right that's not you know and if you're good enough to play, you know we'll incur your expenses we'll pay you know for this stuff that's how yeah. it should be, um so uh, I mean now we we see it now with the MLS teams so that's changing so that's so I mean that's that's good that we're doing that, but um yeah I have I just have a huge gripe with this whole entire college soccer thing I I just don't. I don't think um, it's, it's it's something that should be asked. It's, it's two steps back for all the steps forward yeah. you took, yeah. basically, in, in your development. If 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 you were a player that was like coming through the academy yeah, and yeah. like you had aspirations, if you weren't going to be good enough, then it's like yeah, go play college. Like, yeah. The concept of college soccer is fine. There's yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong. No, no, with no, the no. Yeah, yeah. College soccer. No. It, There's an the emphasis could, on it. it. If it was structured the right way, like if people weren't playing. I don't know how many games we play. Seventeen games in three months. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Two games a week. Yeah, yeah. And you weren't like killing yourself every single week. And the coach, the coaches, like there were more quality coaches out there. It could be really good, but the 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 concept is fine. The just the overall concept of yeah. college soccer. You know, still playing competitively. No, yeah, yeah. Getting your degree and all that. No, yeah, yeah. That's, I, that's fine, but. As of right now, the state of it and the quality of the play and all that stuff, it's two, three, yeah. four steps back following good club soccer. Um, but I remember what I was going to say okay. earlier. What I don't see, which concerns me, now that like the Michael Bradleys and that generation is moving on, these younger guys don't have that grit that the other U.S. teams of the past, minus the one that didn't qualify for the World Cup. <laughs> yeah. But every World Cup, you know, the United States weren't always the best team in their group, rarely the best team in their group, sometimes not even the second best team in their group. But they were good enough playing-wise, and they were gritty, and they had that just passion, the American passion, you know, to do enough to get through their groups and get into the knockout stage. But then obviously we see, you know, like once they get to the knockout stage and they play like the likes of Belgium and whatnot, then they fall a little bit short. Yeah, yeah. And where those teams lacked 
And I feel like some of our guys coming through, the youth, the youth guys, the real young guys, I feel like that they have that extra bit of skill and technical ability, but they don't have that grit yet. And once that yeah. kind of, it also goes back to if we appoint a coach earlier and the right coach, which I don't know if Greg is yeah, at yeah. the time, right, this moment, we appoint him earlier and we get these guys more accustomed and we stick with a, we establish a nice core group of guys that we know are our guys going forward for the next two or three cycles. Mm-hmm. And they can get into that mindset of playing for your country because you got to think these guys get together what three times a year and it's not always the same group right no especially yeah, yeah. in this transitional period where they're trying to feel out who's who's the who's the right people for this roster going yeah, for yeah. the next world cup cycle if you get a head start on that you establish a core you get them accustomed to what it means to throw on that fucking jersey maybe you establish that grit because yeah. you saw, even though they missed the World Cup, we had that core for quite a while. Yeah, Bradley, yeah. Dempsey, Josie, Tim Howard, um, Brian McBride was in there for a little while. Yeah, Shout yeah. out to Brian McBride. He's from Buffalo Grove, right by <laughs> us. Um, but now we're struggling to almost find a core. An identity. And, I, and now we lack that identity and we lack that mindset and all that stuff that's needed to grind out games like in fucking Trinidad and Tobago yeah. on a shit surface and grind out a find a find a late goal against Mexico in the Gold Cup final. Yeah, yeah. Teams of the past would have found a way to do that in my opinion. I think so. Yeah, I know I so agree. So that's a concern as well. Um that's what I was forgetting to say. Um but what else what else we got here regarding the game? Uh, they play Uruguay tomorrow. Mexico plays Argentina tomorrow. Um, we already established that we, it's really too early to say if Berhalter is the right guy for the job. I'm not saying Berhalter out, just like you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is definitely some concerns, and some of it is to blame on everyone above him. Ernie Stewart, the one who waited so fucking long to appoint him, and U.S. soccer as a whole. So... Uh, I guess the last thing we could say about the game before we move on is, and this could go for both teams, who stood out to you? Who you thought, you know, waste of waste of space, like pros and cons, player ratings, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll give a quick one on the on the U.S. I'll I'll do so. We'll do both. I'll do U.S. and then you give me your U.S. opinions on them. That's fine. And then we I'll do a Mexico one too. Um, Zach Steffen. I'm going to give him, you know, I don't want to be harsh either, but I'm probably going to give him like a four just because that's yeah. that second, that second goal was, was, you know, that, that second goal irked me just because like you, you should have just, you should have just booted that out. Like yeah. that was a big, that was a big mistake. Right. Yeah. Um, you don't have to go through every player. No, just, no, just no. Just tell me who just, you thought played well, who you thought was just abysmal. It was abysmal. Okay. 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 I got you. I got you. Um, Dest. Average, I think he was average. I mean, besides that one time he got he got taken on. Yeah. Um, tough, but I'll give him a five. I think he was, you know, I still thought he was pretty solid. Um, and it was his first, what, it was his first cap, right? Yeah. First cap against for a the senior team. Uh, for yeah. the senior team against a rival. I mean, yeah. Um, Aaron Long, I did not like Aaron Long. I give him like a three, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Aaron Long, uh, I thought he was kind of like, 
he was slow to react um, again on that on that um, on that first goal with Chicharito. He he was he just did not read that play at all. Um, so I don't think he really had a good night. Uh, trap. I mean, I mean, we already talked. Trap and Zardes, like a two. I honestly, uh, McKinney. I was disappointed with McKinney. That's who I was kind of. I I don't think he played really bad, but I was expecting just just a little a little bit more. I was yeah, expecting I, a little bit more. I don't know if you can. Uh, there wasn't a. There were a hand. There were a few players that I thought were serviceable. Um, McKenny, I did think, didn't have one of his better games. I was definitely, like yourself, expecting more. Um, I think he's, unfortunately, one of those players where he can only really show his potential if he has the right players in the yeah, midfield yeah. around him. And so I think if they went with someone other than fucking Will Trap, because I thought... And I'll let you finish your your yeah. ratings, but I thought Alfredo Morales had a pretty good game. So did I. Yeah, I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say. Was the other yeah. other person had a good game. He, I thought he had a, a solid, really solid game. Also, to be honest, um, with him also, I mean Christian Pulisic. I mean, I think he had a good game too. The the tar though is Mexico just kind of like we're capping him. I mean, they knew that he's their most dangerous. I mean, yeah. You would say, I mean, right? I mean, with with a team right now that's going through. A lot of transition, and he's your, you know, your knight in shining armor. So you know you're gonna, you know, you're gonna be on him most of the game. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to do, you know, it's hard to do everything by yourself, obviously. So, but I still think he was U.S. one of USA's best players, obviously. Um, he, you know, you could tell that he wanted to do a lot. He was trying to make passes, make runs, you know, trying to do. He's doing make, everything he could. He's, I mean, trying to make something out of nothing. I mean, so uh, I mean, I'll give him that. I mean, it's hard, you know, you can't. He's, he's trying to put this team on his back when the team right now is not looking the best, right? Yeah. Uh, so I'll give him, um, uh, you know, I, I, th I think he, I think he played, I think he played well, and I'll give him like a, I'll give him like a six, seven, six or yeah. seven, probably, you know, for his, um, for his, uh, for his effort in trying to make something. I don't know what, I don't know about you, if you have anything else to add. Yeah. So I thought Aaron Long had a better game than Walker Zimmerman, the other center back yeah, in yeah. there. Um, but obviously, I don't think either of them necessarily had a good game by any means. I thought Dest was probably the best defender. Um, I thought he played the best of the back line. I mean, Stefan, it, it's not like it's not like there were any goals that he should have saved. It's just like mm -hmm. I think he's going to get a lot better with playing out of the back because now that he's yeah, yeah. in Germany, that's just that's they they preach that. No, yeah, Even yeah, for yeah, yeah. Passing I, I, I think it's only. I mean, for him, I think it's only gonna go up. I don't think you know. I don't think. And it yeah, I, I think he's gonna get better at that, but I think the scoreline made him look worse than he really was. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. Reggie Cannon, I mean, it was always gonna be a handful for him. I think he. I still think he's gonna be in the, in the group, part of the group going forward. Um, like I said, Alfredo Morales, I thought had a good game. Uh, Will Trap is just, first of all, I, do, I didn't understand. I talked about this on Friday. I didn't understand playing Morales and Trap in the same lineup. They're both very similar players. And I don't know if, if you're trying, if you're going to try to play out of the back, you're going to need now. I mean, McKenny will be your box to box, but you're going to need someone once you get past half field to try to connect with your, with your front three. And yeah, yeah. He didn't have that. 
at all with having Trap and Morales in there. Mm-hmm. And Will Trap, I'm just done with him. And he he does okay for Columbus. He's not like Columbus is struggling this year. They're yeah, yeah. below the fire right now. <laughs> yeah. It's not like Columbus is playing lights out. No, and Zardes yeah. has banged in a f- quite a few goals for Columbus, but he's a good MLS player. That's it. That's that is his ceiling. I, Zardes. A, he's a good MLS player, good MLS goal scorer. He's been that way his whole career. But for the national team, he's not an international player. No, I think if you're getting called up for the national team in the MLS, you gotta be ha- you gotta be spot on in the MLS. I, I feel like you can't, like you said, like with Trap. I mean, Columbus is doing Dookie. I don't really think he's really you know, doing much for Columbus, right. right, in terms of trying to get him out of that position. Again, he's just one player. But, I mean, if you're playing in the MLS and trying to get a call up on a national t- the U.S. national team. you got to be you, doing more than you, just scoring Yeah, goals. you got to be doing more. you got to be lights out, man. Like, you got to be on your shit. Like, you got to be running. Like, it sounds like a lot to ask, but you got to be running the team and running the league, to be yeah. honest with you. And that's not, that's not to say that your team needs to be top three or anything, but you need to be showing that you're different – than everyone else in this league, and and I, and, I, and Zardes, okay, scoring goals, uh, but you know, besides that, and, and with Trap too, I don't, I don't really, I don't think they're, you know, I don't think they're standouts in the MLS. No, to be they're honest. not. To be, and going off of that, you know, you as a striker in a system where the United States only play one striker, you have to show much more elements to your game, and Zardes, he doesn't show me anything. For the Columbus crew, yeah, he scores goals, but that's really I mean, I've watched him twice this year when they play the when he, they play the fire. And aside from putting himself in like pretty good positions in MLS though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't have a lot of other elements to his game as a central as a standalone no, yeah. forward. And Josh Sargent does. And Josh Sargent is definitely the future. And I don't know what happened to Bobby Wood. We used to have Bobby Wood, and yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's great by any means, but I think he's better than fucking Zardes. <laughs> yeah. And he's playing in Germany. Whatever happened to like playing the guys who are abroad? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what. I mean, he's not scoring really over there, but I still think he can offer more than what Zardes offers you. But maybe that's just me. But uh, Christian Pulisic, I, I did think have a really nice game. He was. He's really doing as much as he could. Yeah, I would yeah. like to see him argue a little bit less with the ref. Yeah. I mean. I think he was just I pissed. Know. I don't really know. I don't I really guess he, know. I guess I understand he's frustrated, but he complains a lot to the referee, and sometimes he goes down a little easy, and it's mm-hmm. like it's a bad look. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. When you're complaining yeah. to the referee all the time, when you're sometimes going down easy. Yeah, especially but, if you're like. The star of the team, I guess, right? right? You don't want to be... Yeah, no, I know what um, you're saying. I don't want him to get, like, a prima donna or anything like that. No, That's yeah, my yeah. main thing. But, yeah, I did, I did think he had a nice game. There's, there, I did see one of the U.S. fan pages tweeted a video of him just, like, zigzagging his way through, like, five Mexican players, uh-huh. finding someone, and then the play just breaks yeah, yeah, down. Yeah. So He's literally he was, doing everything he could. <laughs> yeah. The other guy on the other side, Tyler Boyd, who I want to like... And I thought he was gonna be something special. He's he, he's just like another Paul Ariola, very one-dimensional. Like, kind of just stays glued to that sideline sort of deal. Mm-hmm. So I guess the only people I'd really point out, I think Dest is gonna be special. I think Reggie Cannon has potential. I think 
You waited too long to bring Alfredo Morales back into the fold because I thought he had a nice game, and I thought Pilisic had a nice game. And then off the bench, even though Sargent missed that penalty, I thought he had he looked good while he was out there, and then everyone else was just kind of yeah. whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm I'm done. I'm done venting. Yeah. Those those are my <laughs> main gripes, I think. Uh, I'll give my quick Mexico one real quick. Um, I won't go through all of them. I'll just go through the ones I didn't like, and the one the ones I the one I really didn't I didn't like Diego Reyes to be honest with you. I don't think he played that well. He he caused the PK and he almost gave up a goal in the first half. Also, yeah. um, I think that's Mexico's weakness too. Is I think they need a good center back pairing. They need two good center back pairings. I think uh, they're missing that. And I, I thought I mean he Diego Reyes is twenty six, twenty seven. He's still fairly I mean not young, but he's still kind of young. I, th- I I did have a lot of high hopes for him though. I I don't really think he's been living up to what I thought he could be. So I guess in the center back's position is kind of what I'm worried about with Mexico. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I didn't think Diego Reyes was that good. I'd probably give him like a four or five. Um, well, I like Hector Herrera. I mean, he's showing you know why he's at Atletico Madrid. Solid, solid midfielder. I mean, yeah. the dude knows how to play well. Um, he he knows how to patrol that that center half really well. Guardado getting old. Um, not offering too much anymore. I think they're just putting in for the experience. But I think they should start playing younger players because he's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna offer much in a World Cup next World Cup or even in the qualifiers. Uh, Corona, Jesus Corona. I mean, dude's a dude's a baller. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you that. He knows he knows how to dribble. He knows how to get past yeah, past defenders. Does. I like how the way he played. I gave him a seven. Uh, Cheech. Um, I mean, to be honest, he's a one-dimensional player, but he he, he does his job well. He puts himself in the right spaces, uh, spaces, and he knows how to put the ball in the net. So. I thought that Eric Gutierrez kid played well when he came out. Yeah, I like the Eric Gutierrez as well. I I like the way he played. Um, my my that was I was that was my other my other standout. He came in like the seventy seventh minute, so we didn't get yeah. to see too much of him. Um, my other one though was Chuki. Dude, he played, well when he he played really too. well. I mean, when he went on, you could he was just zipping past the U.S. and he um he's. did he score? No, he set up. A, he helped set up a goal. That third goal, said, right? I think he set up a goal. He set up the third goal. Um. I mean, you can tell why he's on Napoli, right? He scored on his debut for Napoli. Um, again, came on for Mexico and you know created created a chance and you know created a goal for for Mexico. So, I mean, overall, I don't really have a lot of complaints from Mexico team, but uh, we'll we'll have to see how they play against Argentina. Um, they did play. I mean, Mexico did play against the USA team right now. That's not that's yeah. not very strong. So I'm Last not gonna thing. I'm not gonna really, um, I, you know, if you're a Mexico fan, I wouldn't really be too over ecstatic i mean right now it's just like you gotta think of it as just like another day in the office right now yeah. just because like right now the u.s is going through through a rebuild so I, I i wouldn't really be too happy or excited about this it's just you know you, you you're expected to win this one so um yeah. but overall solid performance from mexico um, yeah, last thing i'll it. say is about this uh u.s sent john brooks pulisic mckenney all their European guys back to their team, so they're gonna be throwing <laughs> an interesting lineup out there tomorrow for. Why they Why they do that? Why they send all their guys? Just cause or? you know, just because they're in season and they still want them to perform well and not pick up a knock. I guess. Yeah, that's but, fair. Uh, it'll be an interesting one tomorrow. We'll see how that goes, but uh, we'll get into. You want to do mailbag or golden goals first? Let's do golden goals real quick. Okay. Let me let me see yours. What do you got? Um, I have uh Benny Failhaber. Oh god damn. Failhaber. Failhaber. 
I suck at I suck at names. Oh, uh, MLS feature. Yep. Uh, for Sporting Kansas, we were talking about this one, and uh, it was a it was a good looking goal. I don't I just don't think he was trying to to do this, but he it was kind of like a cross, and then I'm just perfectly going in the top left corner. One of those. It was one nice. of those. Yeah, it, it just looked like he was trying to cross it, um, but it went in. It just looked cool though. I mean, it was pretty interesting. Uh, but yeah, that was I, that was my that was my golden goal of the week, just because I thought it was a nifty little goal. Um, again, probably didn't try to score, but it looked dope. So yeah, we'll put that credit. on. We'll put that on Twitter. Uh, I don't know if you remember, Benny Failhaber actually hit a mean volley against Mexico in one of the Gold Cups way back in like 2006. Back, back in the day, that one that he hit like a left-footed like mean volley I had from to, outside. The I, I had to check that out. That's funny. Um, but uh, yeah, shout out to Sporting Kansas City for that one. Uh, that was I did see that goal. It was a nice one. Uh, mine comes from the USL. Uh, the USL Championship, Phoenix Rising against San Antonio FC, Solomon Asante. Quick thing to note, this win, this won them the game in the uh, 87th minute, and that is their 18th straight win. Oh, shit. <laughs> Phoenix Rising FC. Um, they have the longest winning streak in uh, American soccer right now. <laughs> Unreal. And they've won 18 in a row, top of the standings. By a mile, um, it was a free kick. Um, it was zero zero at the time. Free kick, like perfectly top corner off the left, uh, off the inside of the left post. Mm-hmm. Just kind of tucked on. It went all the way across goal, <laughs> tucked into the bottom of the net. Um, and he is currently the Golden Boot leader right now with like twenty some goals, I believe. Uh, so he's a little Ghanaian guy, Solomon Asante. <laughs> so we'll Jeez. put both of those on the Twitter. Um, between now and next episodes, you guys can check those out. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Feeding Phoenix Rising. 18 games in a row. They're also one of the teams vying to get into MLS. Uh, co-owned by Didier Drogba, actually, fun fact. We love that. We love DDA. So time for the mailbag. Mm. we pick a couple questions each. Uh, we'll try to finish this in, what we got? We're at 50 minutes. Yeah. Finish it in Within, probably under an hour. Yeah, we'll try to finish this under an hour. Um, so we got, we got a, we got a lot of, we got a lot of different ones. I'm gonna, I'm gonna power through some of these ones by, by our lovely friend Ryan. <laughs> um, there's a lot. A lot of them are new ones, and he's an Arsenal fan, and uh, he just loves banter. But I'm gonna read them because they're funny. Uh, first question: Will Greenwood be working at Kmart in five years' time? Um, no, I don't think he'll be working at Kmart five years time. I think, um, <laughs> I think he's, I think he's a really reputable player. And if he gets a lot of game time with Man U, um, Ole, um, uh, I'm begging you just play him. I think he will be, uh, very successful in his soccer professional career and will not be working at, uh, Kmart. Um, who's the worst manager, Bob Bradley or Ole? Um, I'm going to go Bob Bradley, I think. Uh, is Ashley Young United's best defender? No. N- name United's lineup in the championship for next year. <laughs> um, Dang, he's really flipping yeah. United. Uh, United will not be in the championship next year, hopefully, so uh, irrelevant. Um, will the theater of dreams become the theater of memes this year? Good question. Uh, perhaps. Perhaps uh, we're Stand not. Stand by for that one. We're not. Uh, we're not looking. We're not looking good right now when it comes to uh, our home record. 
So uh, potentially could become theater of memes. Um, I love Menu. Hopefully they don't. But yeah, we're banter FC as of right now. Who will spend more money next year, Jimmy the Crackhead or Ed Woodward? I think Jimmy the Crackhead, to be honest with you. I think, um, you know, I think Jimmy's going to spend more on crack than Ed Woodward's going to spend on players. So uh, great question. I think Jimmy's going to take this one, though. Here's a, here's a good one. Will Ole get sacked before November? No. Uh, no. I think the board is relying on Ole to um, make them to look, make them not, look bad. not bad. And and if they fire Ole before November, then everyone's just going to be pointing fingers at the board. So they that the board, re- board really need him to do well. And if they don't, they're um, they're fact. So uh, that was a good question, though. Um, let's see. A lot of questions from him. Um, will Manchester ever be red again? Nah, I don't nah, see that happening anytime soon. You know soon. what? Nah, I'm looking at the crystal ball right now. Mm. It's blue, baby. It looks, it looks pretty blue right now. So I'm going to say, you know what? In the next five years, probably still going to be blue unless unless the Glazers open up their purse bag and spend, you know, like 300 mil every season. <laughs> or you get a Saudi sugar daddy. Or we get a Saudi sugar daddy. Or you know what? You know what also work is if we get a director of fucking football. That would also help. That would also help a lot. Um, we're going to go on to some banter ones for Man City real quick because, you know, I live All some. right. I guess that's fair. Who has a bigger history, Man City or the Bermuda Islands? <laughs> Uh, I've never heard of the Bermuda <laughs> Islands, so I wouldn't say city. Um, is it strange that Pep spent the GDP of a small country on outside backs? <laughs> Don't hate us because you ain't us. <laughs> um, let's see. What's worse for football, Man City's oil money or Michael Bradley playing the, s- <laughs> the six for the U.S.? <laughs> oh, man, that's a tough one, actually. Oh... Uh... Both have brought good and bad things to football. Let's just say that. <laughs> I think that's a fair answer. Um, oh, this is a good one, too. Who's going to be more disappointing this year, Trubisky or Man U? Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Um, that's to be determined, t- but t- I have a feeling uh, both are going to disappoint their fan bases quite quite a lot. I agree. Um, I've got a good one here um, from a separate fan. <laughs> this could be answered by both of us. Based on team dynamic, location, fan base, management style, playing style, and competition level, which team could you play for in the world if you could choose to play for anyone? Oh, um, good question. Let's let's rule out our team. So no. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't want to play for Mania right now. It'd be it'd be it'd be miserable. <laughs> All right, that's um, fair. But obviously, I would love to play there. But I'm gonna go with my my dream. I think I think you know. I think I'm going to go with I'm deciding between You know what actually I'm going to go Dortmund. I'm going to go Dortmund. Yeah. yeah, I'd pick Dortmund. Especially if I was a young guy, I think I would want to play for Dortmund because I mean, have you I mean, I don't I don't know if you guys have seen like their stadium when it's, you know, on game day. That's oh, crazy. It's unbelievable. And the fact that they just have a passion for winning. And as well, I mean, they have a good track record of developing players. So if I was a player, I definitely want to go there. You know, I know I'd be, mm-hmm. I get really good if I w- if I went over there. That's a tough one. In the whole world, I wish this, I wish they would have picked like MLS or something. Um, I am gonna go with. Man, this is tough. 
I think I'm going to go with Juventus, actually. I like that one. You know, history of winning. They're going to be... They're always striving to be the best. Um, great facilities, great stadium. Um, all bias aside, just this is hypothetically if like I wasn't a Roma fan because we did yeah. say like not can't, couldn't choose our no, team. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with Juventus. Honestly, get to live in fucking Italy, be the tits. So yeah, yeah. that's that's my answer. Um, uh, there's let's see. another question here. Time for one more. Yep. Here I just got one more. I got one. Um, thoughts on relegation slash promotion and MLS. Could this form of demotion and reward draw fans closer to the game in hopes of showing more support so one of these doesn't or does happen? That's actually a good, a really good question. I could probably take 30 minutes to answer that, but <laughs> I'll give you my short version. So I do want promotion and relegation at some point in the United States. Um, I don't think we're ready for it yet just because the teams in the lower leagues don't have enough um, his uh, they haven't been around long enough. Number one, so I don't know if they have the stability financially and all that. And I just think it'd be a re- it would result in just teams that would be coming up, going right back down. Um, just because I mean we got MLS teams paying two hundred million for becoming like an expansion team, basically. Mm-hmm. And in USL, I think it's like. 25 million and then if the USL yeah, yeah. league one it's 5 million and you got I mean you got yeah. you got to think about yeah the, you got drastic differences in between those yeah you do and, but I do think if the lower leagues start to be stricter with you know infrastructure like no more playing in fucking triple a baseball stadiums mm-hmm. like that's <laughs> got to be out um, not just taking any ownership group that comes along like they have to have more higher net worth so they can really truly build a club um, and bring in a fan base. Um, I do think that if they can do that and steps can be taken to ensure that the lower league clubs have more money and they have more stability and they're not playing in these broke ass baseball stadiums. <laughs> yeah. Like if we can get away from that, I think at some point promotion relegation will be good. Because it will bring more urgency to players in the second half of the season when maybe playoffs seem to be distant, and it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Keep things interesting. It keep it does keep things interesting, but man, it would bring a lot of heartache as well. Like if the fi- <laughs> shit, the fire would have been relegated three times already <laughs> in the past five years <laughs> if the, if that was in place. So that makes me sad. But uh, just then, to think but, about but that. then again, though, if. To if Chicago Fire standpoint, if that was a thing, maybe they would invest more in being able to That's successful. also true. That's a very so. good point. So uh, my short version is um, I do think promotion relegation should happen at some point, um, but not right now, um, just because of the drastic differences in terms of financial and quality and all that stuff um, is just still too far apart because I don't see it being that drastic with like the Premier League and the championship. Yeah. So it works, and the game has been around for yeah ten plus decades more than they it has here. So it's gonna take a little while, but at some point, I do think it should be implemented. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, you kind of explained that perfectly, to be honest. So I mean, yeah, I agree with that also. I think it just it's gonna take some time because you see with like, I mean, the the country that does it the best is the English, or the English that does the promotion relegation yeah. the best. But that's just because. 
they get a lot of money because of the TV sponsors. So, yeah. you know, all the players that get promoted to the Premier League get a nice. Yeah, you got to think, um, United uh, soccer here in the United States is still super young. It, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So. Yeah, it's like not the lower leagues aren't as fully developed as say the Championship or even League League One and all right. that stuff. So, so at some point, yeah. I think it will happen. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of time mm-hmm. and having the right people in place to make it happen um, in all the leagues. So, uh, very good question, though. Yep. Uh, but we'll get into questions. Uh, we'll do maybe start doing mailbags more often because we have gotten some good questions. But mm-hmm. yeah. uh, that's all for today's episode. Uh, thanks for your questions, though, guys. Um, they were good ones and <laughs> some funny <laughs> ones as well. Uh, but thanks for listening. Uh, We'll have more content for you next episode, getting into back to Premier League and all that for this coming weekend. Yep, yep. Um, So thanks for listening. Go follow us on Twitter at golden underscore goal pod. Uh, Go subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating, a review if you want. Um, Slide into DMs with more questions. Yeah, slide into those DMs, baby. But until then, we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Peace out, guys. Love you.